It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome, welcome to the Brett Boone Podcast. Explore the mind of MLB All-Star, Silver Slugger, and Gold Glove winner, Brett Boone. As he sits down with his friends from the world of professional sports. Now, up to bat, Brett Boone. Hey, hello again, everybody. It's Rich Herrera, the executive producer of the Boone Podcast, along with Brett Boone. It's the Boone Podcast on Friday. We call it Turning to a Booney. Uh, Brett, I'm back from my uh, trip back east. Came back with a cold, but we're going to power through today. Rich, uh, it's good to see. It's good to see you feeling a little bit better. Um, how was the trip? I I, I feel great. I haven't been sick in years. I have. I get sick like once every three years, but uh, I went to New Orleans on a little vacation with my wife, and then I went to Philadelphia for the weekend, and it was the remnants of a of a hurricane or a storm, and I was standing out in the rain. Got back on the plane Sunday and had to had to circle for an hour in Dallas and delayed for an hour and a half somewhere else. By the time I got home, I was exhausted and sicker than a dog. So I'm glad you don't have to sit next to me on the plane. Well, see, I carry these <coughs> packets. They're called C. Oh, I've seen that. Yes. Even if you if you start to feel sick, I haven't got sick in, I don't know, 20 years. Right. If you start to get sick, you start pounding these. Gets rid of it every time. Now I know. All see, right. I prepare. When I start feeling a little off, I start preparing. And that's a that's a lie, by the way, that I haven't been sick in 20 years. <laughs> I got sick a few years ago. So, All right. Well, thank anyway, you. What, anyway I, I hope you feel better, Rich. Thank you very much. And uh, thanks does to everybody. Sound, for, does that sound sincere? Absolutely not. <laughs> absolutely not. All but right. I'll take it anyway. Um, let me start off by reminding somebody, because you yelled at me last week, Brett. Because it's my job to do all the executive producer type duties, which I'm not really sure what they are. But one of them is reminding people to please like and share our podcast. So I keep thinking uh, that we need to keep finding more people that um, need to give us some more uh, love. Now Now you're groveling. Yeah, I'm trying not to grovel. Listen, hey, if you like the podcast, like leave and us share a it. review. Like, like and share Give it. us a review if you like yeah, the podcast. Give us a review. All That's right. how we grow this thing. We're not All just right. doing this for our health. All right. You like that? Yeah. Because he yells at me, folks. I'll be honest with you. Well, Brett you yells at me. That's your job, but don't make it right. too I, obvious. I don't, I don't grovel. but I don't you grovel. Know. You grovel if you need to, but I don't want to, so... Thought I'd just throw that out to begin the program. Please leave us a review, share it, like us, give us five stars, give us one star, though. If you give us one star, I'm going to come over to your house and have a word with you. But leave us a review and let us know what you think of the show. All right, let's get to today's topics for Turning Two with Booty. So the pennant chase has been pretty remarkable that we are this late into the season. We're going to the last weekend of the season, Brett, and I've got all these teams alive not just for one spot here, one spot there. Multiple spots are going to be up for grab grabs over the weekend. Um, you're going to have game 162, which I think is going to be a pretty big day on Sunday for Major League Baseball. But I wanted to kind of get your thoughts of where we are going in. Some teams are just kind of petering out here at the end of the season. 
Maybe they, they, they've ridden on emotion and adrenaline all season long, and they got caught up and they were too young to know that they weren't supposed to be there. But for whatever reason, we're starting to see a couple teams just kind of not having the finishing kick, and we see other teams racing them, chasing them down from behind. Um, yeah, you know, my, Mar <laughs> my Mariners are unfortunately kind of on the outside looking in now. I didn't want to say this, but it's kind of two of your teams, the Reds and the Mariners. Yeah, the Reds. Okay, National League, Rich. Uh, I think anybody be we go Atlanta, L.A., Milwaukee, Philadelphia. Anything beyond them, I think, is irrelevant anyway. Uh, this season. Now, <clears throat> in past years, you look at you look at teams on paper and you analyze it to the best of your ability with your experience, and you and you look at it. You come up with a formula and they say, this can't happen. Well, I've seen, I've, I've been wrong so many times. So let me preface that, that, that last statement with, this is what my eyes see on paper. Atlanta, the LA Dodgers, uh, Milwaukee Brewers, and Philadelphia. Those are four teams in, in the National League that are already going to the postseason. And they, I think one of those has a chance to win the pennant. Then I go to Arizona, Chicago, Miami, and Cincinnati. Those are the four teams vying uh, for two spots, the final two spots, the final two wild card spots. Um, I don't think I, I don't think any of those teams have a chance of beating Atlanta or the LA Dodgers. Okay, stop. Time out. Did you say the same thing last year about the Phillies, who were one of the last teams to sneak in? Without a doubt. Without a doubt, I did. And that's why I prefaced this with <laughs> this is really hard. This is what my baseball eyes tell me. Doesn't mean I'm right. And, and nowadays, anything could happen. Anything literally could happen. Milwaukee doesn't jump off the paper. You know who jumps off the paper to me recently? The LA Dodgers. Because I haven't paid close enough attention this year. I kind of have taken them for granted because they've been so good for so long. They get rid of the Turner brothers. They get rid of Cody Bellinger. Uh, Gavin Lux is is hurt before the season Walker starts. Bueller. Walker Bueller hasn't been there all year, which is their number one, by the way. Urias has a scandal recently. He's on the suspended list. Gonsolin from a year ago was one of their, their key starting pitchers is going down with Tommy John surgery and may their young stud that they've been projecting for years to be the top of that rotation goes down for the year. So they've been decimated by injuries but they're still really good. Something about them, their bullpen's getting better and better. They get they're Joe different. Kelly back. They're different than other organizations because I, I'm starting to see it when I look at their young pitchers that come out of their bullpen. It's power, right-handed arm, change-up. It's power, fastball, change-up. Very rare. Usually it's fastball, slider, cutter, curveball, mix in a change-up. These guys are fastball, change-up, and it's different than everybody else. I think these guys are much better uh, than they're projected. And in years past, a year ago, they won 111 games. Everybody said for sure they're going to win the World Series. Came up short. I think they learned something from that. I, I I look at Brian Roberts, and he says this is the funnest team he's ever managed. Ah, man, I've loved Atlanta. Atlanta, I think, is the is the class of baseball. But these Dodgers, they're going to be tough. Anyway, back to the race. Arizona, Chicago, Miami, Cincinnati. Cincinnati's a game and a half out now. That puts you in a real tough spot because you're now you're looking at the scoreboard. You don't just you don't just control. You your don't own control state. your own destiny. Right. So for me, my call right now, uh, four games to go in the season. It's going to be Philly, Arizona, Chicago, Miami, and Cincinnati are going to be the odd man's out in the National League. That's my call. No clue, but at, like I said, at the bottom of that, I think it doesn't matter who makes it in. I don't think they they have a chance at winning the pennant, beating that Atlanta, L.A., or Milwaukee. Milwaukee's – But again, we said, Milwaukee. the same thing about, we said the same thing about Phillies last year. Without Phillies, a doubt. Ah, you sneak in. The, the, but it's, it's interesting, Brett. Milwaukee was losing games to the Cardinals. Uh, I have teams that have already clinched that are kind of sleepwalking into this last weekend of the series of the, of the season, excuse me. And I, I don't know if you could turn it on and turn it off the way that you would like. Brewers are another team. Brewers can pitch. Brewers, Brewers can pitch. Brewers pitch at the top of the National League. 
uh, they can be dangerous. If you get in a short, short series and, and that starting rotation gets hot, they can shut down. They can shut down, uh, an Atlanta offense pitching is pitching always elite pitching always shuts down elite hitting always has always will. So Milwaukee, I, I just don't know, uh, that, that offensive team Milwaukee brings, I don't know if it's good enough to to last three rounds uh, to the World Series. So we'll okay. see on that. All right. Let me throw this out at you. You're putting all your money. You're going all in on the Braves, right? No. <coughs> I've changed I've changed my tone. All year I've been watching them. I still say the Atlanta Braves are the class of baseball. That doesn't mean I'm all in. You got $100. How much you put well, on? well, what are the odds? I need odds. It's straight up money, straight, straight up, up money. Straight up money, you got $100. All right, here, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put you on the spot. I, I just gave you $100, straight up money. You you could divide it up any way you want in the National League. Atlanta, you can put 20 on Dodgers. Split up your money. I'm going to put, uh, I'm going to put, uh, I'm going to put 50 on the Braves and 50 on the Dodgers. Not going to give Milwaukee five bucks here just no. in case? No. That's your bet? No. Philadelphia, they've been there before. No, why not again? Because it was a, it was a, a, an unbelievable run a year ago. I don't think I, I think it's essentially the same team. They're not they're not better than they were a year ago. And I think a year ago they got hot at the right time. I think they're a quality team. I just don't think they're pennant with with, with this group of teams. I don't think I don't think they can do that again. One hundred fifty eight games. We haven't talked about the Arizona Diamondbacks, but they've led the West for most of the season. You give them $2.50? No, they can't pitch enough and they can't offense enough. Atlanta and L.A. is too much better than them. And Milwaukee pitches too much better than than the rest of them. Milwaukee's Milwaukee's starting rotation is better than the Dodgers and better than the Braves. All right, let's do this in the American League. Baltimore, Minnesota, Tampa Bay. Right. Here's the difference between the, the American or the American League and the National League. For me, the American League, quantity-wise, is a better league right now. Atlanta and LA, I think, are the class. Atlanta's the class of baseball. But from a quantity perspective, uh, American League's better. You got Baltimore early on. Nice story. Mid-season. Wow, are they this good? They're on the brink. They're one game. They got 99 wins. They're going to win 100 games. Uh, Texas Rangers led the division all year, had a little bit of a lull, and now uh, is kicking on all cylinders again. They they went from DeGrom out for the season to Max Scherzer at the trading deadline. He's out for the remainder of the regular season. It's up in the air whether he'll be come back in, in the postseason. I wouldn't hold my breath on that. I wouldn't count on that. Uh but they're good. Minnesota Twins just slowly winning the Central. Weakest division over there, but they can pitch. Uh, the Tampa Bay Rays, really good team. Year in and year out, the unicorn of baseball. I don't want to parse, try to tell anybody why they're good. They're just good. Whatever they're doing in Tampa Bay, year in and year out, they flip that roster. They they change personnel. And they're right there at the can, wire. Okay, can every I stop year. you for a second? Yeah. Can I stop you for a second? Because that's my old club. I was going to bring something up with you. Think about this. Okay. You talk about Tampa Bay and how smart they are down there. Do you realize? I think it's more than smart, Rich. I what is it? It's a culture. Okay. That's even better. I'm, I, I want to give uh I want to give Cash more credit for what he's created down there. I think it's more than just good players. Uh they're good players, but when you look at their roster year in and year out, it doesn't have that star quality that jumps off the page to you. But what it has is a bunch of really good baseball players that really all have the same goal in mind. They seem to get along. They seem to love playing baseball. They come to the ballpark and there's something special that goes on in Tampa Bay. I think it's, it goes beyond that. I think every year in spring training, because there is so much turnover in Tampa, the new guys walk into the clubhouse and they have that feeling that, wow, we're in Tampa Bay. They win every year. This they Because they play against them on a yearly basis. Now, all of a sudden, when you're on that side, they've got the, they've got the second worst stadium in baseball. Right. 
the fans are not a plenty. But year in and year out, they're at they go to the postseason. And I'm telling you, I've seen teams like that. I've been an opponent of teams like that. Like, what do they have that's so going on there? I want right. to say and then you walk into that clubhouse as the home team. And you start to realize these guys, they've got they've got something going on. Which okay, is, what were you going to comment? I know you were an employee there for, for a number of years. What were you right. going to comment? So the weirdest part was when I got there, it was a team of last resort. If you got hurt, you went to Tampa Bay to play for one year to show people you could, you could play again and then leave for a free agent. At the trade deadline, anybody worth their 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 worth them uh, was going to get traded. Nobody wanted to be there. It was the team of last resort to sort of see this. But I thought of something pretty amazing. I know High Bloom was just let go for the Boston Red Sox. He's a former Tampa Bay Ray intern. I was an intern when I was there. But I was looking at this, going through all the teams that are making the playoffs. In the American League, Minnesota is run by a former Tampa Bay Ray, Rocco Baldelli. Yep. Houston won the World Series last year. Their general manager was a former Tampa Bay Ray, James Click. I go to the Dodgers, their general manager, former general manager of the Rays, Andrew Friedman. I go to Milwaukee, their general manager, former Tampa Bay Ray front office person, um, Matt Arnold, who I've known since he was in college. And I go a little bit deeper. I look over at the Philadelphia Phillies, I just this just dawned on me the other day. Sam Fold, former Tampa Bay Ray. I mean, you look throughout what, baseball. But Rich, what is the common thread with all them? That's a great question. I don't have the answer. I was just I, asking. I do. What is the common thread? I do. Um, at one point around 2008, under Joe Madden and Andrew Freeman, look, Joe Madden reversed the curse of the Cubs. Derek Shelton, manager of the Pirates, former Tampa Bay Ray. Dave Martinez, world champion, Washington Nationals. For whatever reason at that point, when they were the worst team in baseball, we had the most amazing staff of people, and we took the worst organization in baseball, turned it into a World Series contender, and they it, it was just – it was the perfect mix, the perfect storm with all the people. Unfortunately, they couldn't keep all of us together. Couldn't afford to keep us all together. Too much talent. And you look to see what that just that little, that big bang that imploded. It's got their hands through baseball the way the Yankees used to have guys that would leave the Yankees and go everywhere else. Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. It offers flexible spending capacity that adapts to your business. You can also earn up to $395 in annual statement credits on eligible purchases at select business merchants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. I'm really impressed with the organization, <clears throat> especially they do it on the on the fiscal budget that they have year in and year out. It's on it's unmatched. That being said, they've never won. No, they haven't. But could you imagine if they would have kept all that talent together? Of well, all, those, could, all those great baseball men. Right. And could you imagine that? Well, it, it you've, you've got to think about it. it 
you don't have that luxury. There is yeah, not there is game. a there is a budget, and that's why that's why people are moving so much in, in in these times because there are budgets, and you can't keep that together. The impressive part for me uh, is year in and year out with whatever they're given, whatever budget they're given, they answer the bell. You've got teams fighting and clawing. My Seattle Mariners, one time in 20, 20 some years, right? Uh, where these Tampa Bay Rays on a on on a on half, two ballparks. On, on half the budget, right? Half compare the, budget, compare the two ballparks, Booty. Right. I, I but I'll but I'll tell you for one thing. For me as a hitter, <laughs> I love hitting in Tampa, and that's all it comes down to for players. Do you like hitting there? Do you like pitching there? Right. Um, and, I, and then the rest is you know yeah. Of course, you'd love a place that you love to hit and has a great atmosphere and is electric and well, is state of the art. I get it all. Okay, so the the whole premise that they started in a pot was an arbitrage, which is um, which is a Wall Street term. So all the guys like Andrew Friedman, I've told you this on the podcast before, nothing phases him in baseball. If he's got to worry about a $500 million contract, that's nothing. He used to work at Bear Stern on Wall Street before he got into baseball. He went to Tulane. Um, then he went to go work on Wall Street. He was working on $5 billion deals. I sat in the booth with him one day. I, I walked by his booth. One of his buddies there the day that Bear Stearns was going belly up. And he said, look at that guy, Rich. I said, what? He goes, he just lost $500 million while he's been sitting here at the game. He lost everything. He's so used to high-level stakes that the money in baseball doesn't phase him and he doesn't get rattled. But the arbitrage thing came from uh, the owner of the Rays, who worked at um, Goldman Sachs, the managing partner Goldman Sachs. And arbitrage is if everybody else thinks that X is worth a lot and they're paying a premium for it, find something that's completely undervalued and unappreciated and place a value on that and you get a better and you get a better value. So in baseball, everybody was paying for home runs and everybody was paying for power. And that's, that just drove, it always drives everything up when you pay for power. They said, great, I'm going to go look to see what's something else that can affect the outcome of a game. I'm going to go pay for on-base percentage because nobody's paying a premium for that. So I can't afford Aaron Judge, but if Bro but Brett Boone's got a great on-base percentage in an R, in our analytical model, in our sabermetric model, I can show that Brett Boone getting on and I get another guy like Brett Boone that gets on, we can manufacture almost yeah, as many but, runs as a guy with a bunch of jack. Yeah, yeah, but isn't that money ball? That's what that is. Yeah, but yeah, but they do it better, Rich. There's one thing to there. There's a lot of people trying to implement this program out there. Right. That's why I say it's more than that. It's because the they take the fight because they take the Wall Street part of it, right? And but, they mix that into the money ball, so they have two different disciplines. And that's why Sam Fold came from that. That's why Matt Arnold came from that. That's why James Click came from that. So James Click, who was the general manager of the Astros last year, you know yeah. what he used to do before he worked in baseball? No clue. He was a – it's like an actuary for credit card companies. He was so good at what he did. Credit companies would pay him to come up with an algorithm to how to maximize their, their business on what the sliding percentage of your interest payments were. And he was so good at this that nobody could afford to buy up anybody else. MasterCard would say, okay, listen, we want to make you exclusive to us. Visa would go, oh, no, we're going to give you this much money. We're going to give you that much. Nobody could outbid each other for his services. That's how brilliant he was at that part of the business. Then you add in the baseball sense, forget about it. Pretty impressive. Okay. Let's Tampa Bay. All right, here you go. You got, go you got to finish, though. You've got Toronto. They can pitch. They can hit. You've got Houston. They're the Houston Astros. They're kind of flying under the radar this year like the Dodgers. Uh, five, six, seven years have, have been one of the best franchises in baseball. And then Seattle, who had 10 games, 10 games to go. They had seven against the Texas Rangers, who, by the way, now they're one and eight against on the season. And they had three against the Houston Astros. Well, they just lost five of six at the most unopportune time of the season. 
So they're a game and a half out. Not impossible, not mathematically eliminated, but they got four games with the Texas Rangers. The only thing that what the Seattle Mariners have just done to themselves is they don't control their own destiny anymore. So yep. now they're going to be scoreboard watching. Bottom line is they need to win games. My point is American League versus National League. National League, I think, has got three, maybe four teams that could win the pennant. Where I look at the American League and any one of those teams I mentioned, Baltimore, Texas, Minnesota, Tampa Bay, Toronto, Houston, or Seattle, any of those guys that get into the postseason wouldn't surprise me one bit if any one of those teams won the pennant. That's and the difference the, in the American and the National League. And by the way, as we go into the weekend, uh, nobody secured the national, the American League West yet. That's still up for grabs. Right. The division. Right. Right. Right now, okay. uh, Texas is sitting in the catbird seat. Again, <coughs> Texas, by the way, S- Seattle's lost five of six. Texas has won, I believe, seven of eight now. All right, so I give you $100, spread it out in the National League. You mean the American League? Or the American League, excuse me. Oh, Brett has to think for a moment. I'm going to put $50 on the Tampa Bay Rays. I'm going to put $50 on the Houston Astros. Really? Yes. Okay. I think Baltimore's been great. I think they're going to be – they have a chance to be a real force for the next five or six years, especially in that American league East that's been dominated by, by Yankee Boston through the years. I think Baltimore's going to be a force. I think Texas uh, is going to be really good. Minnesota's Minnesota. They're always kind of a gnat. Uh, I don't know. Tampa Tell Bay, me. Tampa Bay is just, they got off to that great start. They faded, but they're still a great team. Eh, Toronto doesn't do it for me. And Houston, for some reason, Houston, I don't know. I, w- I watched their game last night with the Seattle Mariners, and it was a huge game. for. It, it got chippy. It got a little chippy. Right. And it wasn't just for the Mariners that they had to win. It, it was equal because whoever won that game last night is in the seat they're in today. I looked at it as the Mariners were kind of desperate and we have to <laughs> Whereas Houston's like – We've been here a million times, and we're going to win. We talked about that, yeah. And they did. So, all right, 50 on Tampa Bay, 50 on Houston. One of the coolest things at this point of the season is when I get my alert from MLB.com or watching MLB TV, alert, you know, somebody's about to win win a playoff spot. I've always wondered this. I've watched it from afar, but I've never been able to actually experience this. Tell the podcast what it's like. To be on the field to get those final two outs. Like, remember we had Jay Johnson on the podcast, and he's and you asked him what's going through your mind in that ninth inning, and he he kind of said, up until one out of the ninth inning, I was still kind of coaching, and I looked up and I said, oh my god, we're going to do this. So I want to know from your perspective, standing at second base or sitting in the dugout, what's it like two outs left to win and get in that dog pile. I've never had a the, – the times that I've gone to the postseason, the teams I've been on, uh, we were wire-to-wire wire first place. So it was never – it never had that drama coming down to at, like you like you always say, that game 162 where we've got to play really good to clinch this thing. It's always kind of been in the bag. Like, eh, it's we're going to clinch. It's a matter of time. So for me, yes, it's an honor. It, it's cool – so I remember the first time I went, 94, we were really good. It was wire right. to wire. That was a strike year. So 95, I believe we went wire to wire again. We clinched. It was great. It was the first time I got to go to the postseason. We ended up beating the Dodgers that year and then running into that Braves buzzsaw. It's cool, but it's not it, – it's – I don't know. It, it's almost like it's a Is celebration it we started from spring training, this team, everybody has that dream. This is the first step uh, in, in going after that world series trophy, but the players, they, they, they kind of keep it, you know, keep it in Bay, they keep it at Bay. Whereas, Hey, this is the beginning of a, of a long road. Gotcha. So, so it's not that over the top celebration. The time I was in Atlanta and we clinched, we were wire to wire. I think we won 102, 104 games that year. It was kind of obvious we were going to the postseason. 
it was a different thing because that was the Braves in the 90s. I was only there for one year in 1999. They go to the postseason every year. So their party was almost not even a party. Like, we do this every year. We're, we're, we're not going to. Whereas I'm coming from the Cincinnati Reds where I'd been to the postseason, but I'm like, hey, this isn't every year for me. I want to celebrate a little bit. And then the 2001 Mariners, we had won so many games uh, that we knew we were going to clinch pretty much from the All-Star Star game. So it wasn't much of a party. Each round, yeah, you have another party, and, and it the parties get a little more uh, accelerated. But – uh, you know what I remember the most is 2000. I believe it was 2002, and we were in a dogfight till the end with the uh, with the uh, LA Angels at the time. Yeah, I w- I remember going to Texas and then LA, and the season was on the line. We had to I forget what we had to do. We had to win both series. And I think we ended up losing both series. The Angels ended up breaking our hearts the last week of the season. And we didn't make the postseason. I think we won 92 games and missed the postseason. That, I remember that much more than I do remembering the celebrations for going to the postseason. Okay, that's where I was going to go next. That's why we do the podcast together. Describe what it's like watching the other team celebrate and you're walking off the field. That is tough. Uh you know, you get those <laughs> of guys uh, during a playoff series when you lose the playoffs and the guys just sit there with that look on their face. It's almost like at this stage of the game, uh, they're posing for the picture. Look how distraught Ooh. I am. Uh, so I always made it a point when you lose, when you lose a big one, get your butt up, get out of the dugout, get into the locker room and whatever grieving. And I, and I don't like to use the word grieve because grieve is a serious word for somebody that's passed away baseball. You, you lose, you grieve in a, in a very much more unserious way. So I don't want to, I don't want to misrepresent. Let me, let me, let me call timeout right here because I don't think people understand what it's like to be in a locker room after a loss over the course of 162 games. Like there's a story about, well, hold on a second. Hold on a second. We'll get to that for a second. But there's a story about the San Francisco Giants playing Bob Marley music after a loss, and people, and old school people are freaking out, like, "What in the world? They're playing music in there?" Brett, this, uh, you use the word grief. I think that's an appropriate word, and I don't think you're taking it out of out of context because I tell you what, when I first started coming around, and I was I was in San Francisco, and Oakland, and they lost a lot of games. But even for the worst team in baseball, after a loss, nobody looks at each other. Nobody talks. There's no music. It feels like you are in a wake. Describe to people what it's like for a team after they lose. Because I don't think people understand how bad the players and the teams and the managers and the coaches want it on a daily basis. Yeah, you got you to be a professional. You, you know it's 162 games. There's going to be wins. There's going to be losses, hopefully more wins than losses. You're going to go on streaks, winning streaks, losing streaks. It depends. There was never music in the clubhouse after a loss. And I don't care on, on the best teams I've ever been on. If we won 15 games in a row and then lost a game after that loss, there's no music in the clubhouse. There's no kids in the clubhouse after a loss. Uh, we win. Crank the music. That was a part. That was part of your reward for the day. You get to crank that music if you win, but only if you win. And it's almost a punishment if you lose. It's no, I'm not saying now, now, Rich, you're going. I've been on some teams where the losing is so we lose so much that you're right. It is that dismal. Wow. This team is bad. It's not getting better. And it's like that after a game. I've been on some great teams where we lost tonight. You're not supposed to be happy. You're not supposed to be playing music, but you're civil. You know that tomorrow's a new day and we're probably going to win tomorrow. So there's a differences. There's a difference depending on the team you're on. I've been on some teams where it's a long year and it's like this team isn't that good and there's going to be more losses than wins. And yes, that, that clubhouse becomes a – that's why you see on losing teams, you see <clears> – <throat> You see skirmishes behind the scenes. You you see stories arise about the chemistry and this guy's talking about this guy. 
on winning teams, you never usually see that. You never usually see that because it's easy to smile and play the music loud when you're winning. But right. I want to see the teams when you're losing. Can you – those are the true pros that I played with that we handle the losses with the wins, and, and you balance that. On great teams, you ever hear somebody interview and go, man, I didn't like the guys on that team. You usually get along with everybody when you're winning every day, don't you? Right. But on right. those bad teams, man, I didn't like him, and oh, yeah. he can move on. You're always hearing that, like – he can move on or we're getting rid of that guy. But on a winning team, no, everything's kumbaya. We want every, everybody's coming yeah, back. Chemistry is the most here. overused word in sports. All right, Correct. so let's go back to what we were originally talking about. I'll take you back to 20 years ago. Okay. 116 wins. Right. Ran into the Angels, right? <clears throat> nope. Uh, who'd you run into? That was two two thousand. Oh, that was Yankees. Sorry, the playoffs. Now we 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 lost to the Yankees. Okay, and we've t- we've covered this. I, right, I but, to, but but I want to know for the those that are watching somebody getting walked off. Right, you said I get my butt out of there. I'm not going to stand there and be a picture or meme or anything. Describe what that feeling is like, knowing that the season's over while you're watching someone else pour champagne on their heads. Um. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's surreal, and, and it's, it's a culmination because it's such a journey. You know, you get to spring training the middle of February. You play 30 spring training games. You play 162. Usually by that time, you, you win a, a series or two in the postseason. But somebody's seasons, everybody's season's going to end at some point. And there's only one team that's going to end and be smiling. Um, so it's just that it's, it's just kind of a – I think it's a – it's a combination of things. It's a combination of the time, blood, sweat, tears you put in with that with that team that particular year. And, man, it's like, gosh. And, and that's what makes winning a World Series for me at this stage of my life. It's so unbelievable. And it's so hard. And that's why I watch the players. There's only one team every year that wins. And I watch them and I just think, wow. I hope they appreciate how hard it is to do what they're doing because I chased it for years and years and years and got close and never even got to, I never got to win one. Um, There's such, there's such moments that should be treasured. And that's why, you know, just in my daily life, walking around and talking about world championships and, oh, they'll never win. And I just think, do you know how hard it is to win the whole thing? how perfect everything has to go. Not only do you have to have a great team with great chemistry and great leadership, but it's got to go right at the right time too. You can't have a bad series, especially in today's uh, playoff format, the way it's set up. You can't, you can't have a rough series or you're gone. Is it hard to accept the fact that sometimes the best team doesn't win? That, without a doubt, that's the case, especially in today's format. I think back in the day, Rich, thinking my dad's day and my grandfather's day, <coughs> I think the best team usually did win because the best team for me is more based on 162, the marathon. Who was the best over 162 games? And then you can take that and, and uh, go through three rounds of playoffs to get to the World Series and then win the World Series. That's tough to do because anybody can get in now. You know, that hot team can get in at the last minute, ride that wave, and win a World Series. So I don't think necessarily the most talented team wins every year. I think the best team does win because the best team is the team that gets to the playoffs and beats everybody they need to to get to the World Series and then wins that wins that World Series game against the, the best of the other league has to offer. So I do think the best team wins but maybe the not the most talented team wins. How about that? In Tampa Bay, we used to talk about this, that baseball was a marathon that rewarded you with a sprint. 
So the Tampa Bay Rays were never built to win the marathon of 162, but they're always built to win the 110-meter dash that was the postseason. Well, I, or reverse. They have never won that. That They need that finishing kick. They need that last. They need that last five meters. Exactly. Okay. And, and time will tell. This might be okay. their year. This might be okay. their year. By the way, you never know. A uh, couple things to ask you about here on the podcast, Mister Moon. Your reaction to T Swizzle hanging out in NFL games? I don't know who T Swizzle is, and uh, okay. Well, let me. I let me, let me let me let me do this again then, because you're the only one in America who's not talking about this. Right. Your reaction to Tay Tay showing up at Chiefs Kingdom? I don't know who Tay Tay is, and I don't know what Chiefs Kingdom is. All I know is that I'm in ninth place in my fantasy league out of 10. Yeah, and you play me this week, and you're going to get completely crushed. All right, your reaction to Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift. Oh, Lewis. okay. All right, now I know what you're talking about. I saw that. Um, What do you want my reaction to? I don't know. Everybody else in America is talking about it. I can't look at Facebook, Instagram. X or whatever else. I can't turn on cable television. I don't know. And they're not talking about Taylor Swift and, and Travis Kelsey. And the funny part is people are like, oh, who's this Travis Kelsey guy? Oh, yeah. And now they're getting I don't I, I don't get the Taylor Swift thing, Rich. You're not a Swifty? All the more power to her and all the, the Taylor Swift fans. I know there's a zillions of them. She's the most, you know, she's got the biggest social media. I look at her. I listen to her, to her perform. She's fine. I don't see how she stands out. That's just me. I'm missing it. But what about it, the rest of the people in your house? You know, maybe my parents here. Back in the day in the '70s, when it was for me, I loved. You know, I loved Duran Duran. And how about when Madonna comes onto the scene? Yeah. Maybe your parents look at you like, "What are you thinking?" Where hey Madonna was the hot thing at the time, so I get it. I don't understand it. All I know is Kelsey's being dragged into her world now. He's doing vaccine commercials for the new COVID vaccine shot. That that's kind of a Taylor Swift thing. So I don't know. Whatever. Really enjoy it. Don't really care. How about I wonder. That? I wonder when she breaks up if she writes a song about him too. Oh, it'll be great. We'll hear about it, and yeah, it's great. Whatever. All right. That that's what. That's what athletes do. You're What's young. That? You're oh. young. You, you you create a power couple and, and you move on and people pay extra attention to you for a while. And then it usually ends up in flames. And then Taylor will write her song about you. and It'll be great. And we could sit here and say we covered it on the Boone podcast. And it was a really cool story. Will guys talk trash to him on the other team about it? <clears throat> I would say with the. With the uh, popularity of Taylor Swift, there's probably some envy. Like, wow, they want to know about it. They want to know everything about her. So, yeah, I'd, I'd say it was the opposite. It, it's not a teasing. It's more of a, hey, intriguing. Hey, does she have any friends? Right, right. Um. All right, fantasy football. F uh, fantasy football. Fantasy football. They got no clue, but uh, I know I'm in ninth place. Ninth place. Yeah. And I realized, Rich, that last You're 0 three, week, you suck. By the way, last week I I, I heard from a from a, a, a one Jake Boone. He said, Brett, Dad, he said, uh, you know, when you when you have somebody on the roster that's on the injured reserve, it's probably a good idea to replace him before the game starts. He said, I saw you played a game with an injured player. <laughs> Maybe that's why I'm 0 three. <laughs> I'm paying more attention. I've replaced him. Okay. I made a couple. Uh, I made a couple replacements last night. I showed. Jake. I saw that he looked at me and he said, "Dad, well." And then I've I've actually changed since you've seen it, maybe. Uh, but he said, "Dad, you, okay, I understand you want to mix it up. You're in last place, but don't do that. You you don't know what you're doing." <laughs> so yeah, I'm kind of feeling my way, but I did make the the necessary adjustments. We'll see how I do this week. So you have Jalen Hurts. I have Brock Purdy. Okay. Can I play you this week, right? Right. Uh, you've got uh, Derek Henry at Christian McCaffrey. You've got it, uh, ETN. I've got uh, Warren from Pittsburgh. 
We'll see. We're going straight up. My team is heavily influenced by the 49ers, thanks to the Moon Podcast North office that we have. That's right. Uh, we'll Gil see. I'm supposed to beat you by 20 points. All right. We'll see. We'll see. Um, what's Boone watching? I uh, just finished Sharp Objects on HBO Max. I think we talked about that last week. Pretty good. Pretty good ending. And and usually that's when I'm most disappointed at the endings. Um, but now on Netflix, I, I'm kind of going the British theme. I'm, I'm starting to like these. The with the the British flavor and the accents. And, oh, you're watching Downton Abbey? And guys t driving on the other side of the of the car. Uh, I'm starting to like these. It's called The Stranger. I'm on episode four. It's on Netflix. There's, man, there's a lot of plots going on right now. There's like four or five different plots, and I don't know how they tie together, but I'm sure they'll tie it together for me. Episode four, The Stranger, Netflix, pretty good. Here's another thing. Are you going to start watching BBC America? I watch so many shows, Rich, that I often find it's more quantity than quality. So the Ozarks of the world, which I love, <coughs> uh, the Yellowstones, um, Succession. Oh, by the way, have you watched Yellowstone <coughs> on CBS on Sundays? I've watched every Yellowstone. I'm waiting for the second half. No, I know, the but they're, they're playing it on broadcast television now. I don't know if it's the same without the cursing because it's on regular TV. Oh, no, I don't watch that version. Okay. Uh, but I'm, those are the AA+. Um, for me, White Lotus is A+. The, all these shows I'm watching right now, they're all, they're all interesting. They all give me something to do. But I haven't come across one of those top-shelf A+. Uh, these are all kind of B+. They're all good. They're all entertaining. But I'm still waiting for that 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 succession type quality. Uh, I need one of those shows. All right, you got to get a hold of our man Jack Carr now that the writer strike is over. Ooh, let's go because he came on the podcast and teased us about the prequel to the Terminal List. That'll be great. That'll so be great. you need to you need to tell the strike's over, buddy. Let's get to work. You got it. Um. All right. Finally, time for uh, Boone approved. All right. Lots of champagne being being uh, splashed around in clubhouses this week and next. Those big oversized Oakley goggles, ski goggles that guys wear in the clubhouse celebration. Boot approved or not? Not approved. Not approved. That's premeditation. Yeah. I like spare, spur of the moment. What? You're lucky if you get champagne in your eyes. And then you're lucky if you get your champagne in your eyes again. Because that means you won two rounds. And then the third time, you're lucky again. So enjoy the whole thing. No, definitely not approved. Too premeditated for me. But I'm old. And, you know, they'll say keep up with the times, old man. But you know what? No, not approved at all. Listen, Grandpa. Wear, wear it. Wear it. Enjoy it. And and you deserve the effects. Uh be careful I, when you drink. I've talked about this on the radio a lot. Let me ask you. Can you describe what it's like to be in that room with the champagne flowing? Uh, just the adulation. I talked about it. It's it's you could you could taste the carbonation of the champagne through your nostrils. It's something I've never experienced before, and I'll probably never experience after. Yeah, and, and people get you know my first one I ever had, 1980. Uh, they win the World Series, and I'm allowed into the clubhouse with the Phillies. Oh, with with your dad. And I remember that night. I think it's the first time I had alcohol ever hit my hit my lips, and all I remember is sitting in the in the clubhouse of the Phillies. They ran out of champagne. And a gentleman by the name of Dickie Knowles, yeah. who, is, who is a life coach now and helps people, helps people with drinking problems and things they've gone through their life. He's really turned his life into to a lot of service and does a lot of great things for a lot of people. But this is Dickie Knowles of the Phillies. Um, and I remember him. They ran out of champagne 
and he had this keg of beer, <clears throat> but they didn't have a tap. So they're finding out how are we going to get into this keg without a tap? <clears throat> Next thing you know, crowbar comes out, some sort of device. They pound it into the keg and make a makeshift hole. And they're turning the keg over to fill up their beers out of the hole in the side. That was my first experience of champagne after the game, 1980. And then my last one was probably 2001 when, when we, uh, we beat the Cleveland Indians. And, and that was the, the first and, and the last one. Two very different ones. But uh, I know that feeling you're talking about with that stench. And, and yeah, it's, it's a different feeling. Yeah. All right. Coming up next week on the podcast, we're going to do our annual Major League Baseball playoff preview. Tyler Kepner joins us next week. So we'll sit down. We'll break down the, the races for the wild card and then ultimately try to figure out who's going to win the whole darn thing. So that's coming up next week. What else do we got, Booney? Uh, Mark DeRosa from MLB Network. He'll be up next week. Uh, you think he works out every day? Who's got bigger guns, you or him? Me. Let me yeah. see. No, no, no. That's not. That's come not. on. Wear, wear a tank top like Pat McAfee. No, no, no. Uh, no, I'm kidding. Yes, DeRosa. Very I mean, DeRosa. I'm not sure. Always, you, you have to ask him what size jacket he wears. Always. I mean, everything looks like it's about to burst on him. He's always been like that. He's always uh, kept in shape. He, I, I believe he tra trains MMA, MMA style. Good friend of his, mutual friend of ours, uh, Walt Weiss. Okay. Walt, Walt, Walt Weiss is an ultimate fighter. I mean, that's how he trains. Walt Weiss, everybody thinks <laughs> a little Walt Weiss, a little shortstop, didn't hit many home runs. I'll tell you what, he's a beast, and, and he trains like a beast. So Walt to these days, and, and Mark and him were, are good friends. So I think Mark got into the same type of training that Walt okay. White does. So, yes, definitely one of our most jacked guests will be on <laughs> next week. And then uh, I think we're going to have Yonder Alonzo on also from MLB Network, get their takes on, you know, pretty much everything everything postseason. Okay, perfect. So all that's coming up with the Boot Podcast. Hey, so everybody, have a great end of the baseball regular season. Good luck to all the teams that are still trying to get into the final couple wild card spots. And we'll talk to you next week right here on the Boot Podcast. See you, everybody.